Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to get ahead. About 10% talent, about 90% effort. Effort has to come out in the form of a track record. Whether you're a songwriter, a singer, an indie artist, a musician, if you want to get ahead, you've got to prove to them that you're serious and that you've already done a bunch of stuff. And then the people, the management, the labels, the publishing companies, the booking agents, they're going to come out of the woodwork and help lift you up, but they're not going to take you from ground zero up to the stratosphere. That's why we called this podcast The Climb. We want you to win, creating mm-hmm. leverage in the music business. That's a Baxter name. And that's coming from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on a regular, he gets you in front of the pros so you can connect and up your game, create relationships. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally and they're identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists such as Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Hey, buddy, how you doing? And I'm doing all right, just uh, looking at my little dog here, Poppy, just sunning herself in my office here on the rug, and I'm hoping she doesn't make noise. If sun? A little sunshine. A little it's sunshine. been raining for like a week here. I'm it just over it. barely. We, we got, yeah, snow on the ground at the moment. So it's Okay, I feel better now. Man. We yeah. know it's snow. Yeah, <laughs> freezing. Being the month of love, Valentine's month, and we're a little <laughs> bit late for that, but I'm always late for Valentine's Day. And we're going to talk about how to make a music publisher <laughs> fall in love with you, musically speaking, of course. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that, some ways to woo them. All right. Well, before we do that, let's take care of a little business here. It's a digital world out there, but it's still extremely important to have physical media to sell for today's independent musician. That, that's the stuff that's going to make a difference. That's going to matter. You're going to optimize your revenue streams. Digital royalty payments are so small, y'all, that selling products like CDs, vinyl, T-shirts has become a very important income generator. It's the tank of gas that's going to get you to the next town. It's the money you're going to have after the gig to go to Denny's and actually eat. Oh, that's right. You know, for every CD that you sell, it takes 3,000 streams to equal the same amount of money. You know, we love streams, but dang, that's a lot of streams. Just what you can make off selling one CD. And when they pay in cash, that cash that goes directly into your gas tank. You don't have to wait for it to come through. So I think you are leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. So thankfully our friends at Disc Makers are the folks to help you with said merch, such as CDs, other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. And you can find them online at discmakers.com. That is D-I-S-C, makers.com. Or you can give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. All right, if you haven't joined the Climb community yet, please do so. We let everybody in, but you have to ask. 
Mm-hmm. This is a killer community, guys. This is not a Facebook group where if you post something and come back two weeks later, you're the last post that, that went up there. This is right. actively going on singers, songwriters, indie musicians, indie artists, people asking questions, songwriters hooking up, talking about their wins, getting real solid answers from people who are taking this as seriously as you are. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just super proud of that. So we want you to join there. Take five seconds, leave a rating and review. Okay, 25 seconds. We're trying uh-huh. to get to 200 on iTunes. Leave a rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast so you get all the episodes in a row. And finally, tell somebody about it. If this is working for you, if you're a climber, if you're consuming this regularly and it's making sense, then share it with other musicians, other friends, let them know, hey, there's a lot of good info in here to to help you move along. That's right. And every week we post a few different things. We post a gig alert on Thursday so that you can share where you're playing out, but it's in a dedicated spot so it doesn't clutter up the feed. But if people want to see, hey, the fellow climbers, they've gotten to know where they're playing out. Boom, it's right there. We also do a new heights segment every Wednesday where people go to share some of their wins. I'll just share one. Hear this from uh, a couple weeks ago now by the time you hear this, but our buddy Tom Grimes said his album Tarzan, I guess, not Tarzan, but Tarzan or Tar, I don't know how he says it. So is out now. Took a lot of work doing this on my own. So I counted it as a big climb to a new height. <laughs> so it's almost entirely instrumental, but he shared a link for that. And he got some people saying congratulations and, and just cheering him on. And we got Davin who just his punk rock soccer opera goldfish mystery original cast recording is complete. Yes. You nice. Got it here. Exactly. So Fish Napped is released. So you got some people commenting on that. And so basically just people at kind of at all these different levels of from, hey, I got a cut to I, I got some co-writes I'm excited about. I finished a song finally and people just celebrating each other. So it's a cool community. Right on. All right. So what are we going to get into here? How do we make a publisher fall in love with a songwriter? Right. That's the thing about getting to a publisher and getting them to offer you a publishing deal. It's kind of like getting one to like propose marriage to you. Like it's a big commitment and it's one that is not taken lightly by the publisher. Man, this music business is a tough, tough business and publishers need enough of their investments to pay off to keep the lights on. So just because you show up in their office one day with a cool guitar and like one awesome song doesn't mean they're going to like drop down to one knee and offer you a publishing deal, right? They're Mm -hmm. not going to drop a staff songwriting contract in your lap. The publisher has to fall in love with you you know, musically speaking. And so I've, I've gone through and I've done some thinking about this and I have uh, about six ways or so to help them fall in love with you. Some ways to woo them, to romance them. To Dude, seduce them. Does it involve roses? Not so much. That might creep them out. Actually, I suggest not roses at the beginning. That would be weird. <laughs> Thanks for that 10-minute meeting. Here's a dozen roses. Whoa. Red. Red. <laughs> Okay, now I really I'm love those shutters on your house too. I thought they were a nice addition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you need some help with that spot in your front yard. I'm really good with <laughs> like, Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I noticed your, your basement is a little cluttered. I can help clear you. How am I missing my basement? What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Your mattress is not as firm as it should be. What? <laughs> You ain't got to flip that every, every six months. Yeah, so exactly. Good <laughs> <laughs> grief. Yes, don't. <laughs> yes, that is how you, you run them off. So, okay, here's the first thing. All right, have sexy songs. Now, I don't mean make-out songs, all right? I'm not talking about, you know, those kind of songs that where babies are made. 
although that might be them. What I mean is there needs to be something sexy about your songwriting, something that captivates the publisher or something that pulls their attention back to your songs. So like maybe the whole song is great. Maybe the whole thing moves them to tears or to laughter, whatever you're aiming for. Or maybe there's that, like that one line in that second verse that is so honest, and so real that it takes her breath away. Maybe it's a hook, like melodic or lyrical that they can't get out of their head. So basically, a sexy song is something about that song that sticks with the publisher after you leave the room, right? So when you see something sexy, it just draws your attention to it, right? You're like, I want to keep looking at that. You know, I want to keep experiencing that. And it maybe it stays with you after the sexiness is gone. Same thing with your songs. You just want something that draws their attention, their mind back to your song. Something remarkable about your song. So something sexy. Make sense? Yes. Number two, be yourself. All right. Publishers want to see the real you in your songs. They want some real heart, some real truth, some of what you have to say in your songs, be it happy or sad or funny or mad, whatever it is. So you might get a publisher's attention by dressing up your songs like Craig Wiseman, Luke Laird, Shane McAnally, Josh Osborne, Lori McKenna, but it's your creative voice that if it resonates with them, if, right? Because it won't with everybody. But if it resonates with them, it can make them fall for you. We made the joke before about the Chris Rock thing. Like when you're on the first date, you know, yeah. and you meet them out somewhere, they're not meeting you. They're meeting your representative. <laughs> this is Brent's best behavior, his cleanest yeah. shirt, and he even ironed it or whatever. You know, they're not seeing the real you yet. But in your songs, they want to see the real you because you can only hold up that representative thing for so long. And I remember I did a play for publisher event. This has been a couple of years now with Chris Oglesby for BMG. Mm -hmm. And people were asking like, what kind of stuff should I play for a publisher? He's like, play me something you love. Mm -hmm. Like, don't worry so much about targeting what you think I need and what you think I will like. Play me something that you love. That's you. Because something that you love is going to be you. It's going to be resonant with who you are, your creative voice. And so if you love it, it gives me more of a sense of who you are. And as we grow together and you become more you, it's going to be probably more like that. You know, that's a, that's a breadcrumb leading me to where, you know, to your heart, to your true creative voice. And that's what he needs to know because he's more than just looking for a song or two. He's looking for a songwriter. And all publishers yeah. are that way. If they're looking for a relationship, they want to know who you are just because that's who they're going to be dealing with can fake them out for a little bit going yeah i can write these party songs but really i'm more like a sensitive balladeer kind of guy but that's not going to get me a deal so i'm going to keep writing these party songs and you can only kind of fake it for so long before you burn out or maybe that's most of your co-writers that bring that and that kind of thing and you're not going to be creatively fulfilled and if you're not creatively fulfilled long term that deal probably isn't going to work very well hold on i want to jump in for a second so yes. this just brings something to mind like you and i are always talking on this podcast about strategy and the, and the best ways to approach publishers and, and different industry executives and everything. But, and so sometimes I think we need to make the distinction of, for instance, here's what made me think of this. We've talked about ad nauseum about how every publisher in town agrees. Like they get 90% of the songs they get are ballads, slow ballads. And they're like rolling their eyes like, ugh, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you want to get that cut, you really need to put some tempo to that song. And we've mm -hmm. talked about even suggesting that writers change that. Take a ballad that you have and do another version of it. Speed yeah. it up. See what happens. 
what do you got to lose, right? It's just another version. It doesn't have to be, you know, bastardizing your art or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's a different way of looking at it. And it's art. You can do it 5,000 different ways. Right. But in this instance, when you're talking about getting a publisher to fall in love with you, we're saying, hey, they want to get to know you better. They want to get to know your inner voice better. So here's a situation where maybe you're not trying to sell the song, so the ballad is good to go in there. It's like if you got like a knockdown, drag out hit ballad that's just mm-hmm. really, really representative of who you are as an artist songwriter. Because I, yeah. again, I always think of songwriters as artists. They're right. artists to me. We are creatives. We may not be the artists on the stage, but we are yeah. creatives and artists. And in, in, and in the industry, art. there's a distinction between the two. But right. I just, I'm still, I'm still like that's amazing to me. Like how you do that. My point is. That maybe that's not a song that's in style right now. So you're going and thinking like, okay, I've got to get him something. Mm-hmm. What, what Oglesby was saying was, man, I want to get to know you as we're getting to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then we can start talking about what kind of solo cups the market wants right now. But yeah. I want to find out how you make solo cups. I want to find out where you're at, what your head is at. Because there might be something too where you've got a lyrical thing kicking. And maybe, and you tell me if I'm off base here on this, Brent, but maybe mm-hmm. this guy over here, he writes killer up-tempo melodies and stuff, and he's just got this energy about him. Mm-hmm. This guy that just came into my office has got this lyrical style, but it's all like sappy love ballads. What kind of babies would they make if we put them together? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah exactly. You know what I mean? I just want to kind of support what you were saying. With bring your absolute best stuff. Don't think about mm-hmm. the market the first time in because if you're thinking about the market, you're thinking about trying to sell the song and you're not trying to sell the song on that first or second meeting with the publisher. You're trying to sell you. You're trying to sell a songwriter. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a big thing. I mean, and it's all a balancing act because on one hand, Tim Hunsey's talked about this. who's another publisher buddy of mine that, yeah, I want to know that you care and have a feel for what he calls corporate radio compliant songs are, mm-hmm. you know, because eventually we got to kind of get there somewhat. If you want to get on corporate radio, it's got to be corporate radio compliant and that changes over time and everything. So it helps where if it's not just completely off in another world, which can still be very intriguing if it's awesome. That's the thing. That's the get out of jail free card. For if it's amazing, then be like, Oh, that's amazing. I don't know what to do with that, but dang, that's cool then you're going to get another at bat just yeah. because it's so cool. So the thing is they want to know you. You know, I had a, I guess Chris Lacey back when she was working on the publishing side at, at Warner, I believe. And I went in and I played her some songs and she was like, play me that song you had to write. Hmm. The one that really yeah. means something to you. Why? She wanted to know me a little bit more. Like what's going on there? Is there a songwriter in there? Yeah. And that's what I do sometimes on play for publisher things. Like there may be some songs that are kind of right down the middle, no flies on. It's a good commercial song for this meatball right across the plate, right across the plate, but it may not kill me, but it's compliant. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other song that has a couple edges on it, but there's something really cool there. That's it's not as compliant, but man, there's something really, there's something there. I'm more likely to put the, there's something there song in there because I'm looking for writers. Yeah, and then there are definitely songs that make it through that are you're right down the middle, but they're just the the best. Like they're mm-hmm. really good. Are you looking for do I have a feel of who this writer is? So that's another thing. So we have sexy songs, something about your songwriting that brings the publisher back, right? And then the other thing is to be yourself. 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Third thing is be a good hang. You know, you ever date someone who's good looking, but they just leave you exhausted, not in the good way, but in the bad way. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who is overly needy, they're pessimistic, they're a lush, or they're just addicted to drama, right? So eventually they're good looks or good or songs. Talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> or eventually their good looks or their good songs aren't worth the trouble. You don't have to be a publisher's best friend, although, hey, that doesn't hurt, obviously. But being a good hang is only going to improve your chances of getting to second base, musically speaking, with a publisher, right? Get that second meeting or third meeting. After all, if you get married, like with the publishing deal, you have to spend a lot of time together, both one-on-one in the office and out at industry events. You want those times to be enjoyable for both of you. So that's mm-hmm. just another way to make the publisher fall in love with you. It's like, dude, that's just such a good dude. That She is such a great hang. She's so cool. And I just love being around them. I mean, you hear that talked about a lot. We did know the pro event earlier this week with Stacey Wilbur of Full Circle Music and talking about, hey, who are some of the people recently signed to publishing deals and what kind of put them over the top? And part of that conversation is how well do they fit in with people we already have here? Are they a good hang? Do they add to the vibe we have here? Or are they going to be a vibe buster? If you're going to be a vibe buster, if you're going to be the poison apple that spoils the bunch, they don't want you. There are enough other people out there with really good songs. They don't have to take the people with good songs and bad attitudes because that stuff is contagious. So people try to avoid that. So that is something that they think about. Hey, we'll put you with a bunch of our writers. If your songs are sexy and they like who you are, you know, this kind of moving up the ladder here, we'll hook you up with some of our writers. And I want to talk to those writers. Hey, how was it? Were they joy? Would you want to write with them again? What they bring to the table craft wise and creatively, but also like, were they a good hang? Nah, I don't know. There's some stuff that worries me, some attitude stuff that worries me, you know, that kind of stuff. It's going to matter. So being a good hang is important because also, yeah, if they take you to the ASCAP awards, the BMI awards, the CSAC awards, the NSAI stuff, and you're kind of the embarrassing sibling or kind of thing that you're like, oh yeah, I don't, is there a way to not take Brent to this? Because you know, <laughs> He's kind of got that thing where he gets really 
really awkward and he doesn't know what to do with his hands and it's <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> I don't know. After his third drink, it's like the horns come horns out come and you turn into exactly like oh, do we really we don't want to take him because then he's going to scare people that stuff matters so you want to be a good hang all right ready for number four as we're going along here bring it be committed all right so it's good in relationships it's good in publishing by being committed i don't mean that you have to prove that you're committed to that particular publisher like you're never going to look for a deal anywhere else or play songs for another publisher okay I'm, that's not what i mean you want to show that you're committed to songwriting and the music business. You want to show that you're committed to getting better. You want to show that you're in it for the long haul. You're not just testing the waters and you're going to bail if the music thing doesn't work out. Publishers invest a lot into their writers. They're serious and they want to know that you're serious too. So you want to show that you're committed. And part of that is because they may date you whatever for a year or more. You know, that Stacey Wilbur thing, they'd, gotten to know this writer for over a year before they signed him. So it's that commitment. You know, you show up once and you're like, yeah, I'm all about it. And I'm all about this music business stuff and writing. And then a couple months later, they don't hear from you for a long time. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Hey, you got anything new to play me? Not really. Oh, <laughs> and so it's showing <laughs> that commitment that you're in it for the long haul and you're going to be writing songs whether they sign you or not. And you're going to be getting better whether they sign you or not. And you're going to be busting your tail whether they sign you or not. Because again, this is a, if they offer you a publishing deal and this is a long-term investment, it's years. They're hoping it's going to be like 20 years that you can have success and all retire together. That's what they're hoping, right? It didn't often work out that way. But they're that's thinking long game. Exactly. They want to know that you're thinking long game too, that you're not just going to be a flash in the pan or wash out. So that matters as well. And the other side of long game, there's also the kind of the immediate number five. They want to know that you have some good prospects. Okay. You hear that kind of in dating. Well, mom, he's got good prospects. (laughs) Of course it helps to woo a publisher by having like three songs on the charts, right? That's sexy as all get out. It was a lot easier for me to get publisher meetings after Monday morning church hit the airwaves and was climbing up the charts. And they're like, Oh yes, we were happy to have you. Can we buy you lunch? Right. But most people aren't in that position to be shopping for a deal, having songs already cut and, and on the radio, that kind of stuff. But the more you do have things going on, the more attractive you are as a potential staff writer. Publishing Mm -hmm. is a business, right? And the publisher stays in business by making money. So even if you aren't coming into the deal just crushing it yet, you want to show, honestly, that you have good prospects. It's like a girl thinking, yeah, you know, he's broke now, but he's in med school, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That kind of thing. Like, okay, he's not, but man, he's just, he's right there and he's the people he's working with and the relationships. Man, I, I just, he's getting better and better. I feel like good. I feel like this is a good investment, right? So Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a marketer that, and social media influence, just all kinds of stuff. He's been Love very him. clear that many times that he passed on Uber for investing, like an angel investor kind of thing. Cost yep. him millions, yep. right? Publishers are looking to invest. They want somebody that's going to pay off handsomely for the business, keep the lights on, keep their gig, right? Because they're trying to keep their gig and it's hard to do that. So you want to be honest about and real about your prospects. You know, you don't want to hype. Hype is not attractive. Pro can see through hype if you really have something going on or not. Yeah. But man, that, that sure helps to woo a 
a publisher, it's, hey, this goes back to the whole thing of what we named this podcast, creating leverage in the music business. The more you have going on, the more leverage you have. And it makes you more attractive as a writer for a potential publishing deal. All right. You ready for the last one? Bring it. Hit me with All it. All right. The last thing is you want to go on a few dates. All right. If you want to get them to fall in love with you, it's not going to happen on the first date. You want to go on a few dates. So a publisher who is interested in you will probably bring you back for several meetings, right? This gives them a chance to see if you're consistently writing new songs and writing them at a higher level. So it kind of goes back to the commitment thing we talked about to show that you are committed. You are working on new songs. You didn't just come to town with a handful of songs and by golly, those are going to be the ones that work and I'm just going to not write anymore. It also gives them a chance to figure out who you really are to be yourself and if you're a good hang. So it, this happens over time, over meetings, over lunches, over being out at the same places, whatever. It gives them a chance to see if you're writing new songs, if you're learning. They will probably also set you up to write with their writers as another way of checking you out. So we talked about that. They'll want to hear the songs you write with their writers. They know what their writers bring to the room. So it's also their chance to see how you play in the sandbox with someone else on the team whom they respect. And they'll usually ask the writer, hey, hey, how'd that meeting go with Brent? You know, how'd, how'd that meeting go with Johnny? How'd that write go? What, what do you bring to the table? How was it? What was your experience? Yeah. What was like your it. experience? You want to do that again? If they're like, now, now we're getting into, are you a great. team player? Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like, poof, man, it was, right with Johnny was awesome. Man, he came, he had three or four great ideas and he had this musical hook and we just knocked it out and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's what they want to hear. And then they want to hear the song and love it, right? So they're getting a sense of like, okay, Johnny's bringing something to the party. This could be something. And he was a great hang. My writer likes him. Okay, this is good, you know, because you got to fit in it. If the writer's like, dude, it was like oil and water, and we just basically argued the whole time, that's not good, right? Like, oh, yeah, let's put them under the same roof. Yeah, just trying to shove his idea down my throat. He wasn't playing here, wasn't playing there, wasn't doing Exactly. Yeah, man, fit matters. So there you go. Those are six ways to romance a music publisher. Johnny and I, we hope you go out. We hope you find that someone special who's going to change your life and you make hundreds of song babies. And we're beautiful, trying to, we're trying to help you babies. with that all the time. That's all right. The time. We're trying and, to help you know, with and maybe, you know, maybe I can play matchmaker, which is what's one thing I love to do. Cause you know, with songwriting pro, one of our, our core missions is to connect you to the pros, dear climber. So we have an opportunity to do that. It's time for Play for Publisher again, all right? On March 19th, I'm going to be sitting down with music publisher Woody Bomar of Green Hills Music. We're going to listen to songs from the songwriting pro and climb community, and here's how it works. You enter your song. I listen. I choose the 10 I think have the best chance to catch Woody's ear in a good way, and then those 10 writers will join me and, and the publisher on a live Zoom video conference, and the publisher listens to your songs and he gives feedback. Now this is a real meeting with a real publisher. And if, you know, in this case, Woody Bomar finds something that just breaks his head open so good and Mm -hmm. he can go out and pitch it. He's going to want to go do that. You know, this is his business, right? So this is, this is live ammunition. This is live fire. This is a real meeting. It's not just, yes, it is for real relationships have been made from this. Yes, people like, hey, you live around here? Can you come by the office? Mm-hmm. Come by. Yeah, my, I like this. Let me listen some more. What else you got? You got anything? You know, and it's a door opener, not a deal closer. Because as we just talked about it, it takes longer than one meeting and one song to romance a publisher, but it can get their attention. And again, this is a real opportunity. Ever the good thing is, okay, we got ten writers who will get their songs played for the for the publisher. 
but everyone who enters a song or at least pays to enter a song will get to watch the video replay of the event. And this is going to be full of real world, I mean real world wisdom and advice for songwriters on the climb up. That's the thing. Woody's out there every day. He's slugging out. He's representing writers and he's pitching songs and he's all that stuff. He's dealing with it. He's up to his elbows and alligators for songwriters. And so he's going to be able to bring you that perspective as of somebody who's doing it. When your second verse takes a hard left turn and there's an issue there, he's going to be like, you know what? That's going to be a problem. I couldn't get, I wouldn't pitch this because of this thing, you know, in your second verse. I mean, how valuable is that to know from somebody whose livelihood depends on getting cut? I think that's the way you approach this thing is instead of thinking about this, like I might get a cut. Mm -hmm. No, you're going to, no matter what, you're going to learn. Exactly. And even, even if you're on top of the game, right? Learning to me, the big thing is like how much the tastes and the trends change in this town, Mm -hmm. depending on where you're sitting depending on where you're listening to this podcast, it makes a difference as to how that trend hits you, right? You know, we've talked about before with the Canadian artist that I worked with that you got to cut on where, you know, she came down and she's wanting to do the Carrie Underwood thing, but the, the industry down here was already past Carrie Underwood, the angry Well, the angry girl. Yeah, the angry thing, not Carrie, but the angry thing, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah, just that yeah. kind of stylistic thing. And she was also married with a kid, happily mm. married with a kid, and it just wasn't who she was. So, But it was like, that's in her mind, that was where she was wanting to go because they're still spinning that up there, but they mm-hmm. weren't down. You know, and the finger snap thing, we talked about that. Yeah. With, with the publisher going, oh, if I hear one more demo with finger snaps on, it just immediately turns me off on the song. So it's just keeping up to date on what's happening right now mm-hmm. when you're if you can't be here in town and you're not doing regular publishing meetings man this is a fantastic portal you know vpn mm-hmm. right right into the to the innards of yeah. music row to find out mm-hmm. like what they're looking for where things are changed what what things are passe now mm-hmm. so that when you are producing your demos and stuff that you're not wasting your time you're staying on top of it what i mean what a great yeah because we talk about is- we'll talk about demo quality we'll talk about what's in there lyrically what's in there melodically and and just all kinds of stuff because each one is a little bit different because we have different publishers and they all bring their kind of slice of flavor to it and and that's why we don't just do a cattle call where it's like, hey, I'm taking the first 100 songs and we're just going to just, you know, hit, you know, the publisher with them. And it's going to be pass, keep, pass, keep, pass, keep. Robert do verse and of course, we'll get as many songs out there as possible. That would give more people the chance to get heard. But I don't think it's as valuable because those have a place. You know, I used to do that at NSAI and, and I'm a big fan of NSAI. And, but you don't get the educational part of it. Because yeah. the most you go, oh, they like that song. Okay, they didn't like that song. You may try to figure out on your own what it is. That's one reason we limit to 10 because we listen through the bridge, which is always, you know, I was always hoping they get to the bridge, get to the bridge. We listen through the bridge on every song. And then we have a few minutes to get feedback and you can ask a follow-up question. So you're able to learn and go, well, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like about it. Here's some suggestions I'd make or, or whatever. Here's what I'm thinking. Value. So if you're interested in the play for a publisher opportunity, we do these quarterly. So if you're listening to this in the future, I probably have another one coming up. The best way to keep up with that is to download my free ebook called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. And it just contains lessons from my years in the music business. And it's absolutely free. It's at giftfrombrent.com, giftfrombrent.com. Or you can go to songwritingpro.com and it's up there at the top. It says get free gift and you click on that. It'll get you there as well. So you just tell me where to send it. We email it out to you, but it also lets you know about events like this, how to enter, 
all that stuff. So keeps you up on the chance to connect with the pros. So that's it. Songwritingpro.com slash. Honest to God, and I'm not just saying this on your behalf, but if I'm a songwriter and I'm trying to get cuts or that's where I'm aspiring to go to and service like my community better, but I'm not in Nashville, right? So mm-hmm. I got co-writers I'm working with and in whatever community I'm in, whatever the part of the world you're listening to, I'd be doing this every quarter. Oh, yeah. I mean, just even if I didn't have a song to put in there, I'd just be like, I just want to see what's going on. Hear what these other songs are happening. Hear what they got to say. You know, I would just want, this would be like a regular sort of lifeline in there. I would just want to know whether I had a song to pitch or Mm -hmm. not and just figure that out for, I mean, that's an education that for whatever that is you're charging is not, is so invaluable. It's an investment. And we have people that do it every time. And some people don't even enter songs. They just like, I just want to watch the replay and learn and get better and learn from people whose livelihood depends on getting cuts. I promise you if, you, if you do that every single quarter and make a habit of it, you're going to spend more money in one month on Starbucks. Oh, for sure. Or cocktails. And if <laughs> right. you're me, it'll be one night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, all right, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community if you haven't done so. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe wherever you consume your podcast so you get all the episodes. Take 30 seconds. Please leave a rating and review. We are trying to get to 200. Help us out. Help us out. And tell a friend. Tell a fellow songwriter. Tell a fellow musician, a fellow indie artist. Let them know, hey, there's some good stuff in here. It's going to help you get your head on right and, and get you going straight. The reason we do this, this podcast exists because... We want you to win. And the more people we can help win, the better it is. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.